It's Sunshine's Becky Gazeal here. Yes, and don't worry. If you missed us, well, that's why you're here, to catch up on the good stuff. Time to grow our marriages, and we've got the right person to help us do that, Pastor Phyllis. Hey, Beck, it's great great to be here today. How are you going? Oh, good. Welcome to the Beck Show. Oh, yeah, the Beck Show. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> a little bit more boring than uh, the previous, but we'll see oh, how we no, go. Oh, no, this is – got a photo of a quokka on the screen. Obviously, Gazeel has lost his place and yeah. been replaced by a quokka. Yeah, this may be your audition, Phil, so I get Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> All right, so how are we going to grow – how are you going to help us grow our marriages today? All right, well, uh, kind of um, – Interesting, so many things happening at the moment uh, with people that I know and, and myself included. I wanted to talk about seasons and in the context of marriage, uh, couples understanding seasons is so important because because your, your, your relationship is always in a transitional change. Even though when you're in that marriage and when you're in the relationship, it might seem to not much is changing at all, yeah. but actually we are all changing. Uh, my parents who are now in their 80s, they say their life has gone like the blink of an eye and mm. so, it goes so fast. And and so they often talk to me about that. And, and interesting, as I've gotten older, <laughs> I can totally relate to that, how fast your life seems to be going. Our kids have all moved out of home. We're now in empty nest season. Wow. And, uh and so it's really important to not just be afraid of seasons, but actually be fully present in them. Well, what are some of the seasons then we can go through together? Okay, so emotionally, uh, I've seen families and, I, and ourselves as well. You have seasons of joy, seasons of sorrow, uh, seasons that are pressurized, uh, seasons where it just never seems to be anything except boring, non-stop, just <laughs> the same routine over and over again. Like I can remember when we were getting our kids and we had four kids at school, <clears throat> taking to school, getting them home, yep, school, and it was relentless. And it's like, I mean, you relate to That's that That's the now. season I'm in, I'm in now, Phil. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and we did that, you know. So we got four kids all two years apart, and it was just like, is this ever going to end? Now looking back, they were beautiful years, and I wish – we had valued them more because even though they were hectic and crazy, you never get them back. Mm. And and they are they are sacred. And you sometimes the thing about a season is you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Yeah. And I think we have to learn to be people who learn to live uh, present in the journey and actually value whatever we're in at that moment. And so, like, also in relationship, your seasons can also be measured linear. You know, this is the honeymoon season for the couple or it's the early childhood, the family development pattern, teen years, you know, empty mm-hmm. nesters. So you can look at seasons differently. Nevertheless, whatever you, the way you look at it, it's the challenge of things are different and it's continually changing. So does that kind of track along similar seasons for people in stages of life? I think so. I totally think so. That And, and not everybody's the same. And, and just to say, you know, really clearly that for some people, uh, when we talk about family development and children, and, and some people don't go on that path. They take a career path. They may not have children. Nevertheless, whether this season looks different from a family development point of view, and it may be a career-based uh, pathway that they've built... It's beautiful and it, it, it's their season. The point is making sure that whatever season you choose or you find yourself in, you actually live it to the max. You enjoy it. You you find out what is the joy of that season and not get tempted to be caught and look back continually yeah. at what you've had. It's so easy. I used to be a lot like that, always looking forward to 
the next thing. Yep. What's the yep. next thing? But like you say, I'm trying now to focus on, <laughs> yes, it's the crazy season, but then like my eldest, I just, when she turned 10, yep. I was like, I'm over halfway through parenting oh her. Oh my gosh. And that broke me. I couldn't believe it. Like in the midst of being like, this is hard, this is hard, this is hard. I was like, oh no, I'm more than halfway through with it's that crazy. one. It's, it's so insane. fast. Are some seasons in marriage harder than others? Well, yeah, statistically, the common, uh, excuse me, some of the common sort of seasons that people would identify would be the first year of marriage. The first year is a huge uh, for those who, and, and look, today uh, some couples uh, cohabitate before they're married, and uh, but let's say for a traditional couple who are getting married and that's when they start their living together, that is a huge <laughs> transition from family or single life and then now you're, you're living together and it's a whole new ball game. So I know for Sue and I, the first two years of our marriage was hell. It's funny, it was the opposite for me. with a capital H. I was like, opposite the first two years with smooth sailing. Oh, were they really? Yeah. That's That's incredible. And and see, that's that's the point. It's subjective to the couple yeah. and the way they negotiate the different seasons and change. So we've, this now, our empty nest season will be the best year of our marriage. Yeah, best nice. years. We are absolutely loving being married now. And, and we were in love in that first year but it was so much adjustment and learning to put the other person first I think you know in our even though we weren't deliberately selfish I think we were very singular in our how we thought and then another person coming in and having an opinion and changing that thought pattern and trying to invade that space yeah <laughs> we were fighting for every bit of territory personal space we could keep so so that was another another time period that's identified as the struggle is the seven year period and sure. a lot of jokes made about the seven year itch and so on but but that that's interesting because around that period from say six five or six years through to eight ten there's this period where it can be high a loss of passion uh, a high financial time of, of engagement, uh, financial pressures, and, and it's just, it seems that a number of things come together, feeling bored with the monotonous pressure, and, and so that can be a highlight. But the, the point again is, uh, the seasons we go through are subjective, depending on our particular needs and interests. So I would say, depending on the couple, uh, and depending on the challenges they face and the pressures that they're on in their personal world, their circumstance, number of children, uh, what their financial pressures are, will determine some of those timings. of Because see, sometimes couples will wait for the first couple of years before they do anything and they just enjoy their years together and, and maybe first five years even. Mm-hmm. And But then the pressures come like a freight train in yeah. that next season when children come and finances and pressure. And, and so whatever it is, I think the most important important thing is you prepare your mind that this honeymoon sweet period that we're in is going to change but it's going to bring its own beauty it's going to there's always going to be gold in the dirt but you're going to have to dig for it Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas in other times it's like it's all on the surface and it's easy the gold is just as beautiful but you've got to learn another way of accessing it so what do we do or what causes couples to get stuck in like certain seasons i think there's two reasons number one is maybe uh we're afraid of change and what will that mean? And maybe we haven't had time to think it through. Sometimes things can come suddenly, like um, a mum might find out she's pregnant and and suddenly I'm going from having a, 
a life just it's just the two of us now we're going to have a baby mm-hmm. and I wanted a child but I thought it would be in three years time or whatever uh, or suddenly there's a there's a, a change in the housing uh, interest costs and so on and suddenly the mortgage rates through the roof I think that I think that when we allow, if we allow fear to come in in those times, it can be really intimidating and we want to go, we keep wanting to go back to where there was no pressure, which is human instinct. Or maybe it's the emotional attachment to the past season. So we talked about having little ones. And for me, that was an amazing season of so many fond memories. And then we hit the, the teenage years. And I remember like, instead of going from the hero, you're the, you're the worst enemy you know your enemy public enemy number one maybe not in every family but I I remember feeling a longing to want to be back in those moments of fondness I had to be intentional to look for the the opportunities and the gold that was now in that teenage years and so if you're struggling with teenagers and you feel like I'm now public enemy number one what do I do look for the gold and work with it (laughs) we have so much more we could have covered today Phil but thank you so much to talking uh, to talking to us about working with the seasons we really hope you enjoyed that chat it has been Sunshine's Beck and Gazeel I think I enjoyed it more the second time it was good left a nice taste in my mouth we'll see you from three